is In the Know for Friday, December 9, the 343rd day of 2022. There are 22 days left in the year. Good morning, MB. Guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app. Using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. And the hashtag is In the Know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the commonwealth, and the country. Get you one day closer to Christmas and also get you ready for a big weekend. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the no, he is a five-time winner of the coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe, London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Brownsville, Litchfield. I don't know. Sam Gormley. And the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. No no trips to downtown Browntown until a week and a half. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, I, I lose track. But you had, uh, what, Washington County last night? Yeah. Lady Cougars were rolling. They ro- They had a big week? Yeah. 64 to 21, I think, was the final score last night against Washington County. Uh, somebody's having trouble keeping track of all those uh, all those points, yes? Yeah. It was, it, was a, it was a lot of points. They scored 43 in the first half, and I was blown away when they scored 30, 40 or Ferdy, in, in the first <laughs> half on on uh, on Saturday. Yeah, and uh, I know Coach Johnston was very happy, but uh, I'm told it's a big one tonight. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, it is a big one. Means a little bit. Speaking of what, what, what's that? Uh, yeah. I heard that sound in a while. It is Friday. She is the pride of Pumpkin Center, the heiress to the great mini burger fortune. She's Vera Lang's arch nemesis and the professional bargain hunter's woman of the year. She's Misty. Thomas. Hey. No, your eyes and ears are not deceiving you. No, this is not a best of. It is Friday, December 9th. Morning, sister. Morning. How you doing? Great. How are you? Good. Good to uh, good to see you. Um, no one knew you were going to be here today except you and I. And I didn't even know until last night. Well, well yeah, you didn't know till later in the day. So yeah. we've had, uh, you know, uh, Christy has been um, doing different duties this week, and so she needed this morning off. And so I thought, hey. I know what I can do. It's Christmas. I'm going to reach out. And so I'm so glad that you could uh, come in last minute. How are you? I'm doing well. Yeah? yeah. You momentary break from the road and running yeah. all over western Kentucky and beyond? Florida, whatever. Yeah. We've been, yeah, I've been a, yeah. Well, in, in eastern Kentucky, I've, it's been a year. It's been an interesting year yeah. um, <clears throat> in my world. Been a, Mother Nature has not been kind to America. <laughs> no. Um, and... By the way, I'm glad that you mentioned the last year because we're rolling up on an anniversary. Mm -hmm. As soon as I get through this weather information, I want to ask you about this weekend that we're rolling into. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cloudy, drizzle today, more rain again tomorrow. We're going to see a cloudy day, 20% chance of rain, 53 as the high. Cloudy, 43 tonight. Cloudy and afternoon showers tomorrow with a high of 50. The extended forecast, 40s on Monday, 50s on Tuesday, Wednesday, then 40s again on Thursday. 10-day forecast. I even see off about uh, next Friday, there is a snowflake in the weather graphic, but we'll hope that just means for our friends off to the north. 
Sam's denying it. You say no. Nope. No to the snow. All right. Sam has put an end to the snow, but uh, then get ready for Hanukkah next weekend as well. We Over the weekend, we will surpass the one-year anniversary of what kind of kicked off a year of tragedy in the Commonwealth, moving from west to east. And I know Governor Bashir will be part of three different ceremonies tomorrow, I think, before ending his day in Frankfurt for their tree lighting at the Capitol and their parade in Frankfurt. But one year ago today, we spent, um, we as a Commonwealth, spent the night and through the early morning hours in what could only be described as as chaos. And Misty, you better than certainly any of us in this room and really more than anybody else in this uh, in this community, in the immediate community, know firsthand what it was like so and just to set the kind of set the scene a little bit your first um you know you you went to the red american red cross i guess about april of 2021 Mm -hmm. and so part of your initial role was of course to build relationships in the communities that you serve and little did you know that within just a matter of months would you have to really fast track those relationships and be deployed in your in your area and kind of a baptism by fire? What was that like? You know, I get received a call from my um, Kentucky leadership team with my directives on December 11th, early that morning, like 430 that morning that I needed to head to Mayfield. There were people trapped in the candle factory. And on my drive in, I would begin to receive more information as they were assessing the situation and they would keep me abreast of, of really where I needed to go and what I needed to do. Um, but like any situation that's devastating like that, as soon as I hit the parkway that is about the Muhlenberg County line, I lost all cell phone service, radio stations were down and I was really, you know, flying blind into the situation from my, um, duties perspective um, so I have gone back over that drive probably 125 times just in the last two days. And I can tell you that this year, I'm, I'm headed back tomorrow morning. Um, I'll have an um, interview with Fox Weather at 7.45 tomorrow morning. So I need to be in Mayfield at 7. And I'm already dreading the drive because this year it hits harder for me because now I know what it looked like. Mm-hmm. Now I know the faces of those we lost, those 80 plus people. Um, I know I've heard their names. I have met many of their family members. I've heard the stories of what the storm was like for them. In those moments, I've met the mama. It's hard. It's really, really hard this year knowing what they lived through in those hours of anticipating the storm, the storm hitting. And I've heard stories of people who were buried under debris for hours in fields who were their dogs led first responders to them. Mm. The trauma that these communities have experienced, I still don't fully understand. And I have tried to be there with them Um, I lived there for three months. I went down on December 11th. I moved home on March 11th, and I continued to participate in long-term recovery groups until June 11th. And um, we have people in Red Cross who are much more 
um, better equipped than I to work with those long-term recovery groups because that's what they've done for Red Cross for uh, years. And they came in and took those seats at the table to ensure that they're being helped in every best way possible that we can help. So for those six months, um, the silver lining for me was getting to be able to play a, a role in meeting the community and meeting the people and being able to just be a shoulder to cry on. At the end of the day, what I've learned about Red Cross and um, is that we provide comfort and care. We do a lot in the communities. But really, when I would encounter people, they just wanted their stories validated. They wanted me to hear what they had survived, and they wanted just a shoulder to cry on. And I just learned that that was my best fit in this role because I was so new to Red Cross. I couldn't always answer the questions. I would find the answers for those who were in charge. But really, just in the community, it was validating their stories that they had really been through probably the most traumatic experience of their life and hopefully never go through it again. And I I don't mean to say you can't train for that. You can train for it, Mm -hmm. but it is a God-given gift to be good at it. And you've always been that frontline listener willing to hear a story and then either offer an anecdote, offer some advice, or at least offer a pathway. So you might have been over here trying to figure out the mechanics of Red Cross, But being that frontline person and tell me your story is something that comes natural to you. Well, thank you. I I like to think that I am a good first responder um, because I can run into a situation and not have an emotional response to it. It's a lagged experience for me. I will have the emotional response even months later. So that, you know, the way God created me makes me a good first responder. So it was um, it was. Not that it wasn't hard. Now, I will tell you, there was a moment, you UK-loving people, uh, Coach Vince Morrow visited Mayfield, and there's a story out there where he was um, connected to a young girl that he, he came in and visited. But he stayed, and I had an opportunity to show him the work of Red Cross because they had done just an incredible job, um, the UK team raising money for us for that disaster. And was honored to uh, be able to show him really how we were working on the ground. And he and I had a great conversation that uh, is private to me. But I will say this. He so encouraged me. I didn't realize. I, you know, I don't follow sports. I know you all love your K. Um, <laughs> but he's a football coach, right? And, and, a, big, and I, big guy. Too. He is a big yeah. guy. So I got to see him again in July. Big personality. He's uh-huh. a big personality. But I got to see him again in July and tell him that um, – he was such an encouragement for me to stay in. He coached me, you know. He coached me to stay in and continue. He was he was pleased with the work we were doing, and he was moved. And he and I just, you know, happenstanced up on probably the worst story we heard as we were meeting some people in the community. And he and I both kind of took that, you know, that, that trauma together. So I really looked to him to navigate that and uh, – so I was able to share that with him in July, but I will say from that moment on, I felt like I had the encouragement to stay in and stay where I needed to be. And if I did nothing else, just to meet people and ask them, how are you? And can I do anything for you? I knew that that was, that's, they needed that more than, than anything else I could do for them in that moment. I think that for communities that are, maybe have not been through the trauma that those communities have, you think of the American Red Cross and you go, well, that's nice. They help They help people. They, they do good things and they're this and they're that and they're blah, blah, blah. But 
my guess is that suddenly some of the strongest relationships in the world are formed through tragedy and through tribulation. And during that, you probably have made bonds with people in communities that it would have taken you a decade to build otherwise. Mm -hmm. But they're so strong in a matter of six months because of being on the front lines together. It put you front and center on the importance of the work that you do. It show, you know, so my guess is what I'm at. What I'm saying is you probably have some really strong relationships out of that. And what's funny is that for the second time in your life, you're in a similar situation because we were in that situation in 2009, yeah. right? And kind of being taken for granted and, oh, well, that's great. We've got a local radio station and blah, blah, blah. And then you find out when it hits the fan, right, how vital those services are. I would have to think one of those kind of set you out. It made you feel more comfortable or prepared last year. Yeah. No, it did. And, um, you know, I learned, really learned, learned I'm a hands-on learner, so uh, for goodness sakes, Learned hands-on. I said yesterday as I was in an interview, um, I can't imagine looking back what Red Cross did in the response for just the tornadoes, not even the floods, but during the tornadoes. If we removed Red Cross from that equation, my heart hurts to think where my chapter would be right now. We provided over 57,000 overnight stays in shelters and hotels for survivors, uh, over 117,000 meals and snacks. Um, and, and those are just a little bit of the stats. But here's the really beautiful part of the foresight of Red Cross is we don't just provide safe shelter. You know, we work with community partners. We obviously don't come in and build a building. Uh, we have community partners that allow us to use their infrastructure. But what we do is we have trained volunteers. We had right at 1,000, 1,000 volunteers come in over that 90-day response period. And those four, first 450 or so gave up their Christmas because they found it more important to come and be the comfort and care of the people of Western Kentucky than to be with their family members on Christmas Day. They were as far, you know, here as far as from Hawaii. I met people who were here with our people. But what they do in that shelter is, and even they, they set these teams up across the impacted area in case you're not in a shelter. But in that shelter, you're going to come in and you're going to know. Let me back up and say this. Many times I've pondered these stories of these survivors that... There has to be a moment that when they get to a safe place, they've either evacuated and come back and realize their house is destroyed or they've been um, saved from, uh, you know, from the debris by a first responder that you say, what now? And that's where Red Cross becomes relevant. We've prepared a place to come and stay, stay where we've prepared. But in that place, we're going to have health services. They're going to help you replace your medical needs. And then we have such foresight that the process allows for trained therapists and spiritual leaders to be there as well to help you start the grieving process and start your healing process. And we have caseworkers there who help you start the journey into your recovery. And then we're providing some financial assistance to make all of those things happen as well, to empower you to make those decisions on your own. We, we don't tell you where you're going or what you're doing. We want you to take that, uh, be empowered to do that. But we're there to guide you and say, here's what you need to know. And, and not everybody know knows how to navigate a disaster the majority of us don't so what we do is really comprehensive um and i can't imagine had we removed all of that where my chapter would be today so so proud of what red cross has done but to your point the people that i love with all of my heart that i never knew on december 9th 
uh, live in western Kentucky, and it's such a beautiful part of our state. They're rebuilding. Let me leave you with some encouragement. We are, you know, I'm seeing them rebuild. I have nine long-term recovery groups just in my chapter. There are 16 across the state after the two uh, disasters we've had. Those long-term recovery groups are made up by grassroots efforts of people who love their community, and they're working with all of the nonprofits. It's not just Red Cross there. That all of the nonprofits bringing all of those donor dollars to the table to make for sure people are getting across the recovery line, and it's awesome to watch. I touched on the governor being in three different places. I will presume I could I could pretty much guess the three, but your morning will start. You said at seven a.m. Mm-hmm. in the region in Mayfield to get ready for your seven forty-five uh, shot. Uh, but what does the rest of your day look like when you're once you're in that region? What does the rest of your day look like? Because I would imagine there. You know, everybody is focused on the one-year anniversary of this tomorrow. Yeah, so it gets a little bit interesting for me because my daughter's graduating Murray State tomorrow with her master's. I'm so pleased she went to Murray State because it's 26 (laughs) minutes from Mayfield. So I will stay Mayfield. We have a memorial walk in the morning that starts at 9. They're going to do a two-mile walk from the Candle Factory to the Judicial Complex. I will leave there and go to her graduation. And then because I am the state relations representative for Red Cross, I will follow the governor's path. We will go back to Mayfield. I will be in Marshall County. I will be in Dawson Springs. And then I will end my night in Ohio County at a banquet. Uh, he'll be at some of those places. From what I understand, I'll get a firmed schedule tomorrow morning. <laughs> You'll learn tomorrow uh-huh. what you're doing tomorrow. But um, we have all of our volunteers are planning to go and support and do what we do. Because, you know, people don't know that we actually are part of uh, helping a community through a grieving process. Red Cross is expected to be there. And we take that role very seriously, so our volunteers are prepared to be at those candlelight vigils and all of those things tomorrow. I'm I also know that you're uh, you are interested in girls basketball action tonight. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Sam. What's going on on the basketball floor tonight? Well, you got a doubleheader. That's a good transition. Uh, well, I, I'll be back. I'll tie you, the two you, together here yeah, in just no, a second. Doubleheader tonight: Grayson County and Edmondson County starts mm-hmm. at six o'clock as tip off. So five forty is what time the locker room shows on. Yeah. All right, Misty, do you know anyone that plays on the Lady Cougar basketball team? Listen, I know two now. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You so, do know two now, yeah, don't so you? Yeah, so my, my, Sydney, my Sydney, we call her Siddeley, uh, my Sydney, and then um, my Jordy. So apparently Jordan is now playing for the high school team. She's mm-hmm. getting some time on the floor. So yeah, She's played in two games this year, a couple of minutes, and Sydney had 21 points last night. Okay, so where does that athletic ability come from? Does that come from the Embry side or the Perkins side, or is that still being Absolutely debated? Absolutely not. I mean, can no. we debate it? He's, start, he's state attorney, Ernie. Come on. <laughs> okay, so all right. Well, I was just wondering if anybody was trying to at least make a contention no. that some of that athletic prowess was coming from the, the Embry side of the equation. From your sister, Fluffy. We wear heavy socks yeah. to games. we got to get to a break. Misty Thomas is our guest co-host today. Hang around plenty more here on in the note today is christmas card day i guess if you don't have them out you probably should get them out if you're going to get them out today is also pastry day it is mark can't read his own handwriting day i struggle with that too I can't read your handwriting. <laughs> National is <laughs> it's a common. It's a, it's a, it's a, down, it's a downside. Sometimes you're bored. Uh, I have yeah, to. I, have to I get like in such what? a hurry. National Salesperson Day today. Tomorrow's Dewey Decimal System. Uh, it's Dewey Decimal Day. Misty remembers well the time I gave away one of my great business ideas to name a company that only that specializes in moving libraries 
calling it the Dewey Decimal Moving Company. But it must not have been a great idea because no one took it and ran with it. They're still in production, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> They're in their fundraising efforts trying to raise capital. They are. <laughs> Sunday is National App Day. You're probably using an app or, or two. So let me ask you, do you have it? Because there's so many. Do you all have a favorite app you use that's not a, an obvious one? That maybe is one that nobody else realizes mm-hmm. exists. What yeah, it's a it? combination of two. Okay. I use Flight Radar and Live ATC. So I will watch <laughs> flights on radar and listen to air traffic You're not control. Surprised, though, are you? Air traffic control towers. Who does that for fun? This guy. So do you ever hear anything like <laughs> He like, talked oh. about it on the show a couple of weeks ago that he was watching my game, had me muted. And, and had the I can air listen traffic to him controller. <laughs> I can listen. I can listen to him anytime. No, I was. It was a good game. I don't remember what game it was, but it was a good game too. Well, we live in an area where there's lots of air traffic, so it's an enjoyable thing. You can like watch the ball game Weren't on the big screen. Weren't you sitting on the porch too and watch them as I they was flew on the up? patio, and so you can see air traffic going over, and so you can watch it on the radar. You can listen to the air traffic control out of Louisville, and you get to hear all those UPS planes coming in and out. I do still occasionally log into the scanner app to the local feed when I hear <laughs> sirens. Sure. Yeah. Old habits die hard, don't they? But now, Misty, there's no way what I just said about air traffic and flight radar. There can't be anything that surprises you about that. No, I just didn't realize those were real apps. And then there were people who chose <laughs> in their free time to, to use those. Sam, do you have one? Do I have a flight radar app? No. no. Do you have an app that maybe nobody like, else really realizes exists, but you not love to use really. it? really. As far as like a, a handy app, I have the Red Cross app. That one works, right? Yeah. Um, Has it ever gone off in the middle of the night? N- yes. And uh, I was knocked out. Because yeah. I remember I woke up. But it worked, I woke, right? I woke up the next morning and was like, oh, there was a thunderstorm. Oh, it didn't. Uh, oh, so. no. It, so, did, it didn't wake me up. And I'm, I think it was just one of those nights and everybody's then got it didn't them go where, off. where I, was, I was out. Yeah. I'm going to tell you all, download the Red Cross emergency app. It is a weather radio, and it sounds like the siren's going off yeah, if guess, you are in imminent then. danger. And what I love is you can set your radar where your loved ones are. Well, and the other thing, too, is you notice it, it's similar to when the Amber Alert goes off and you get one on your phone, mm-hmm. and it sounds like a storm siren. It's uh-huh. uh, pretty pretty impressive startling but it uh, should be misty i know that you get all of these correct for 2022 so i don't even know why i'm involving you in this conversation but would you like to learn the most mispronounced words of 2022 i can tell you the one i struggled with yesterday what's the one you struggled with yesterday? okay so it took me a good 10 minutes in the car i had this conversation i'm still not gonna get it right abnormal <laughs> abnormality okay you got it right. okay abnormality. Yeah. okay you got mm-hmm. it well i choked on it three times yesterday mm-hmm. Well, that's a five. That's a that's a five biller. I yeah. mean, five billers can be hard. It got me down. Um, but this reports, and you weren't here for this, and it only happened a few weeks ago. And you may dig in strongly. I know. I know Sam has some strong feelings about it. She told us herself that Adele is pronounced incorrectly. That it's Adele. 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 Like with the country accent, mm-hmm. Adele. Yeah. Adele. Uh, uh, Adele. That is not right. Now, Adele Gormley strongly objects to that, and so does Sam Gormley, but uh-huh. Adele Atkins insists that it's Adele, and Adele. apparently the most mispronounced word of who 2022. Is a, who is a bigger deal? And I would answer my mother. So she gets the answer. <laughs> Good for you, Sam. Yes. How about in Scotland? It's not Edinburgh. It's Eden? It's Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Yeah, oh yeah. Edinburgh. 
Edinburgh. Edinburgh. I do love uh-huh. a good Irish accent. Uh-huh. Yeah, see, now I know that. See, that's the, the Brit accent. in me has got that. Edinburgh. But theirs is a little bit different. Like, they just... Uh-huh. Rah, rah. Yeah. Misty, you should have heard the commentary the on King Charles yesterday. It was solid work. I heard Gerald's conversation about the animals, and I'm screaming, donkey! And finally Sam said it. <laughs> Thank yes. you, You think Sam. the donkey would be the most annoying, or you think he would sound like Eddie Murphy? I want him to sound like Eddie Murphy, okay. and that's not annoying. I love donkey. I can do every line from Shrek and donkey. Well, what, my mom seems to... Seems to want to throw a flag on it. Huh. You don't think that's how it says? It's that's what it says. Right Adele. Uh-huh. See? Adele. Uh-huh. We, we, we got to pull up the clip or something to see how she says it. Novak Djokovic. Mm-hmm. The tennis player. No one can seemingly say it. There's a lot of syllables. There's a lot of... Uh, I didn't even tempt that. What's consonants. People are mispronouncing... N-D. Otani in Shohei Otani. How? O-H-T-A-N-I. How do they say it? I don't know how they Shohei say it. Shohei Otani. That's... I, I thought it was pretty straightforward. Uh, oh, Tua. Nobody can get Tua's last name right. I'm not even going to try. Come on. Tua Ninga Manua Lipalua. That is. P- Palu. Uh, Tagavoyola. Are we speaking a different language? I feel like I should just. Yes, know. with somewhat Samoan <laughs> that we're, we're speaking okay. Polynesian. Okay. <laughs> uh the in um, oh, we don't want really to know the mis- most mispronounced words in the United Kingdom for 2022. Giannis isn't on there. Yeah, I always get that one wrong too, just because I don't really pay any attention to the NBA. Okay, so that's the most mispronounced words of 2022. Misty, you want to take a guess at what the most googled phrase or word was for 2022? Um, either tornado. <laughs> Yeah. Flood. Um, flood. Flood. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hurricane. Yeah. Am I close? Wordle. I have never played. I don't understand it, but you all are geeking out over it in the, in yeah, the world. It, 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 yeah, I was going to say, don't, don't you throw me in on this because I've never played it either. In the United yeah. States, the number one word was Wordle. Two was election results. Three was mm. Betty White. Betty White was more Googled than Queen Elizabeth in 2022. And they both passed. Probably. Bob Saget was at five. Oh, he did pass this year, didn't mm-hmm. he? Ukraine was at six. Mega Millions was at seven. Powerball Numbers was eight. Anne Heche was nine. Jeffrey really? Dahmer was ten. The most Googled words of 2022. Can we back up to nine and explain that one to me? Yeah. Um, Anne Heche died in a car accident. Oh, Anne she ran, okay. Yeah, she yeah, ran the into the, yep, yep, into yep, the yep, house. Yep, yep, yep. In the world, though, Wordle was one, even worldwide. India versus England was second. Ukraine was three globally. Queen Elizabeth was four. India versus South Africa was five. And World Cup was six in the world. In India versus South Africa. I think that was like a, a sports. I might have been like cricket or something. Oh. I think that might have been the Cricket World Cup or something. I saw a cricket last night. I stomped on it. It was is that not the same thing? Uh, don't, don't think so. Don't think so. I okay. don't participate in either. So. <laughs> I'm out. I really <laughs> wanted on your mispronounced words, I, irregardless. I uh, wanted it to be on there. Yeah. Oh, we could. We could uh-huh. I think that is a, a you know, century, not a, not a year. There's a new Chips Ahoy flavor coming out, and I'm wondering if this is okay. Chewy confetti cake cookies to hit store shelves in January I'll try it. for the new year. I'll try it. You're open-minded to no, this? So you have cake. 
I mean, as Donkey would say, everybody loves cake. <laughs> right? Cake has layers. Everybody loves cake. So these yeah, are no, Chewy Chips Ahoy with rainbow sprinkles like a confetti cake. So this would be like eating a chocolate chip cookie and a confetti cake at the same this time. This would be like putting chocolate chips I'll... in a confetti cake. I think I'll try it. Absolutely. I mean, it... <laughs> does Dennis still bring in treats? No, we haven't had snack time in a while. So what? It, so what we've learned, Misty, is he was bringing them for you. <laughs> I'll take it. Or wait a minute, the <laughs> Strawberry Queen was sending them for you. Uh, I'll take it. That's really what it was. Yes, yeah, we b- both know that Dennis was not procuring <laughs> said snacks. A new Minions Land and new attraction will open at Universal Studios Florida in summer of 2023. Universal announced the new land. Will open next summer. It'll be Illumination's Villain Con Minion Blast. It is an interactive blaster game experience inspired by the popular movie franchise. Is Alea in or out on the minions? Uh, not. She, she's okay. She's indifferent to the minions. She likes them. She's just so steeped in Disney culture that she uh-huh. doesn't get a lot of Universal culture. I don't. I don't think. I don't see me going to Universal. I love Universal. Uh-oh. They have the best roller coasters in the super. Uh, Superman area or the superheroes area. Mm-hmm. It's called the Incredible Hulk. Oh my gosh, it's the best roller coaster. Well, and I think Universal is underrated. Universal is Harry Potter World too. Yeah. They do have Harry Potter which World, I would, which I would want to see. And then they also have the Simpsons World too, don't they? It's the best ride. The Simpsons. The is? Simpsons is really because it's really an experience. You're not actually on a ride. So it's a screen, and they're moving. You're like in one of these big seat things. It's like the 4D or something. Yes. Isn't that what they call it? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're not actually going on a roller coaster, but you feel like you are. So it's like the best <clears throat> fake out you'll ever experience in your life. So I would I would encourage people to try Universal. It's really well done, but it gets overpa- or overshadowed by Disney. So You might be surprised. <clears throat> it's been almost a year since I've been to Disney World. I'm not happy with Disney. So. Nor am I. I've got it in a box at the moment. And so. I wanted to take... I wanted to take Gemma, but we're out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see. Now, I read this headline this morning, and I immediately thought this has to have something to do with the pandemic. The headline says, why South Koreans will be considered one or two years younger beginning next summer. Wait, what? Right. I oh. thought. So this means what you're going to do is you're going to give people age credit for the pandemic. <laughs> but if you live through the pandemic, you get to take two years off your life as if it didn't exist. But that's apparently it's like, not it's it like at college all. athletics. Yeah, exactly. You okay, get you, yeah. you get sure. additional years of eligibility on Earth. South Koreans are about to get a little bit younger. The parliament voted yesterday to officially dismantle the country's current Korean age system, which differs from the method used internationally. Beginning in June, Koreans will determine their age based on their birth date as the country moves away from two other methods of calculating age. Most commonly, Koreans are considered one year old at birth Yes, I've... and add one year to the number every January 1st. Oh. Oh, so they're just coming back to the way we do it. So if, no, if you, well, yes, they are coming back to the way that we do it. So, yeah. but by blowing up their system, that if you're born in December 1st, what? You're one, and then a month later, you're suddenly two. Think if you're born on New Year's Eve. <laughs> exactly. I mean, so you'd be Do you one, get double presents? Uh, you get your birthday on your birthday, and then all of a sudden it's your second birthday, and you've been alive for two days. Who invented this system to begin with? Well, I, I'm more curious as to why. You know, when it was invented, I'd like to know what, t- what age they were sending people into the workforce. 
Absolutely. Right? So I mm-hmm. guess now what I'm wondering is if we convince enough legislators, can we take two years off our ages get, get, just for whatever reason? Get Steve Meredith on the phone right now. We I might have to appeal him. to a different legislature. You know, we might have to go over his head. We might have to go all the way to Congress. This would be the type of thing we could trick Thomas Massey into, though. He'd have some mathematical nerdy look at this where he he could embrace the idea. I believe. We got to get to a break. I'm suddenly now 49. Got to get to a break. Back with more. Did you know? A floating log is considered the first vehicle in human history. The second would be the sled. A floating log considered the first vehicle of transportation in human history. A sled is well, second. I guess it, technically a horse is not a vehicle, is it? Is it? No. It's a mode of transportation, but it's not a vehicle. At what point did they scoop the log out and make it a canoe? Yeah. Was that before the sled? Probably not long after that. Uh-huh. So, so where's but, the canoe fall? So, but what was uh, uh, Moses floated down the river in what papyrus? He was in a basket. But don't you imagine they were floating on logs before sure. that because yeah, yeah, yeah. the boats of the time were just strapped together logs turned mm-hmm. into rafts. And so, if you follow that all the way back, I guess that does kind of make sense. Did you think it was the spree? <laughs> I, I do. I do. No, I thought it was the three wheeler. There was a three wheeler. Actually, it was the pony macaroni. We had a pony named Macaroni. He was white. He stepped on my foot. I rode him one time. I was scared to death of him. Yeah. Um, and my sister Buffy loved him. And my dad took him to my uncle's farm because <laughs> Buffy was so mad at me. I I like how boldly you're boldly you're able to call yeah. your family by their first names now. Yeah, we used to have to mask their identity know, so no Fluffy. one would know it. But because I sometimes even want to call Sydney Perkins Kidney on air. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Sydney. Flaxwell and Dolan and Shamey and Fluffy and they've all grown up. Yeah. Flaxwell's in college now. Like Smiley. Yes, Smiley. And what was Jordan's? I don't know that one. Forty. Okay. Um, Gordon or Gordy. You remember it was back a couple of months ago, big fire in Pumpkin Center. And we were happy to report that the statue was okay. So I didn't was, know there was a big fire. Oh, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I have been so disconnected to mm-hmm. Grayson County. It's it's yep. foreign news to me. Uh, s- we haven't talked about it, even though the news has been out for a couple of days. I assume you all heard the news about Celine Dion. No. Okay, so I saw a TikTok where she was addressing the public, but I I couldn't stay with her because I didn't know what was going on. She has an incurable neurological disorder that Mm. impacts her ability to sing, and it has a weird name. It's called Stiff Person Syndrome, Mm. and people kind of thought at first, because the name, you would think the name would be either much harder to say or much Mm -hmm. more significant or would be named for someone. You know, we name a lot of our diseases Mm -hmm. for people that, that had them. But there is a real thing called Stiff Person Syndrome Foundation, and there's even a foundation. And so it impacts her ability. She's always had weird mannerisms when mm-hmm. she sings, mm-hmm. and so it makes me wonder if this was has been a long time coming and finally it was something that was diagnosed. But, well, because you, anyway. you said you've seen her, and she's one of the better ones you've seen, right? Oh, I'm so glad we got to see her. I mean, she's, she's an icon. And before we went, it was kind of like, yeah, okay, let's go see Celine Dion. Probably need to if you get the opportunity. And then after, it was like, whoa. I mean, it's just um, blown away how good she was. And, well, you know, obviously have her recordings forever. 
Misty, are you caught up on The Crown? I presume not because no, uh, not. you're still yeah. a student, which mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you about in a few minutes. Uh, will you uh, – are you going to watch season five of The Crown? Did you get through even through season four? Um, I need to go back and rewatch season four because I just had it on in the background. Okay. Where are you then on the new Netflix docuseries of uh, Megan and Harry? I saw the preview last night when I turned on Netflix, just uh, to have some background noise. Disinterested, or do you think you'll get to it? Uh, I probably watch The Crown first, and then I like to go back and watch those real documentaries. Gotcha. You know, with the actual people, not the actors. So they apparently first met on Instagram. That's covered. That seems strange for the royals. Like, that seems so, like... Who slid into whose DMs? Like, that's not, that shouldn't be allowed for a royal. Mutual friend. There was a broker. She was in one of his friend's videos on Instagram. He expressed interest in her. Friend brokered a meeting between the two. They got, um, so. It's when you know you're famous. I need to know, I need to know there's a dating app for royals. That's where you met. Not where the rest of the common folk live. Like, you came down to our level. Don't do that. Meghan Markle is a hugger who learned about the formality of the royal family when she hugged Kate Middleton. Wait, um, apparently Kate you can't, gave her a old talk to the hand. That would be me. I would be a hugger. And I would uh-huh. give a good slap on the back, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> you old so-and-so. You know, the old the old fist to the shoulder. You oh, yeah, give yeah, so-and-so. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that Charles would appreciate that. Probably not. I'd probably knock him down, right? The royal family was initially impressed by Megan, but had reservations about her career. Oh, an actor. Oh, yeah, like what are they doing? Their whole life is acting. <laughs> like, I was going to say they put their pants on like everybody else, but they really don't. No, they don't. Somebody they have people that, that put them, them on for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was in a hospital before I got to experience that. Have a nurse help me get dressed. <laughs> <laughs> the only time someone's ever helped me get dressed. <laughs> that was the only reward for giving birth. The only immediate reward for giving birth was somebody helped you somebody get dressed. Somebody gets my pants and socks on me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, let's see what else. Uh, there were some, I hate to give them away, but you do see the kids apparently in the docuseries. That's the trade-off. Archie. Oh. Yeah. Archie and, um, Bunker. Lily. Edith. Edith, <laughs> Edith and Archie. Please name. Jughead. <laughs> and Archie walks around telling his little sister to stifle it. <laughs> stifle it, Edith. I'm not listening to it anymore. And then I did hear sad news. The schoolhouse rock creator. Yeah. Passed at age uh, 88. George Newell, N-E-W-A-L-L. Well, he's responsible for most of my early knowledge about um, lots of things. Conjunctions, legislative uh, issues. Just a bill on Capitol Hill. Just a bill. Just a bill. Got to get to a break. Come back. Finish it up for the morning here on In the Know. MB's Point to Ponder for today. What festive food is the grossest? Oh. What festive food is the grossest? So I'm not a lover of eggnog. Oh, yeah. You, t- you took oh, mine. Yeah. 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 Or the Jello rings. Oh, yeah. The Jello fruit. You know, you put that floaty fruit. I love Jello, but you put that floaty uh-huh. fruit in there, and then you put some kind of creamy stuff in it and mm-hmm. look, make it all cloudy. It looks very unnatural. No, and I, I'm not a lover of cranberry sauce, probably because it has the rings of the can still on it when they oh, put it on the table. Okay. That get, kind of gets me down it's a little bit. the only way your dad can have it, right? Well, that's my, well <laughs> um, my mother has a new uh, dish, I noticed, at Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. 
that it's shaped like half of a can, you know, it's but it's white like porcelain. That's hysterical. And it just says canberry on the side of it. It doesn't say <laughs> cranberry, it says canberry. And so you lay the you lay the rounded in there and it's in a little Stop. you know in a little boat for the for the cranberry. That's, that's fabulous. Yeah, I thought it was pretty neat. Canberry. I'm like, ah, oh, clever. I love it. And gotta tip my that's cap great. to somebody to somebody else. <laughs> Misty, are you still a student? Yes, unfortunately. Uh play this play the sad music. <laughs> did I did, did I hear you say though that you had changed Please clap. <laughs> did I hear you say that you had changed Please. You had to change your dissertation? I didn't have to. I chose to. Uh, Initially, I was working on uh, a dissertation about um, public housing and had all of my classes lead up to building on that research, right? (laughs) Then the disaster hits, and I worked with these long-term recovery groups and really got a bird's-eye view of how this works and really saw the need to to make some considerations about an urban planner's place in long-term recovery when a community hits a threshold of loss. Okay. So I'm doing a comparative case study of the build back of Dawson Springs and Mayfield and what, what works, you know, what maybe doesn't work. I don't know because we're just now in the process. So I have to wait and watch that in real time. So School will take me probably another t- at least two years, but it will be worthwhile because my goal now, I do know that my goal is to work for Brad Kaiserman's team. Uh, Brad knows that's not a shock if he's listening this morning. I'm sure he's in, in Washington listening. <laughs> but he runs they disaster their, for Red Cross. They, they for other people their, are like, they who keep is their that? eyes on you. Who is that? Mm-hmm. So one of the reasons I asked is that in late September, you and I sat down for about uh, two hours, give or take, r- roughly. It was probably a blend of personal, professional. But it, we were, anyway, we were, we were together, and you did an interview with me on something that you were working on. Mm-hmm. And then flash forward, I don't hear any more about it. And the next thing I know is you're changing your dissertation. So when I do the math on that, <laughs> says you were awful. <laughs> you no, got nothing no. of value. You got nothing of value from me. Must change dissertation. You have no idea how I many papers I've written about you through my bachelor's, my master's, oh now Cautionary my doctorate. What right? not to do. Here's how <laughs> not to be. No, that was an information systems class, and we talked a lot about cybersecurity. Uh, my, I my think you even class. mentioned me in, in some of your papers. Oh, I've too. written. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, Sam's say. position, I have like a whole build out of Sam's job description, the, uh-huh. the testing process, the interview process, because it's a great one. It's a great one that you could actually, I, it was just easy for me to use yours. How many of your papers include this phrase? I said, oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. <laughs> You know, I wrap it up. Yeah. That's really in my salutation. Oh, I said, I "Oh Lord Jesus, my life's a fire." Sign Misty. Yes. So, all right. Before you go, you got to hear this. Well, I woke up to go give me a cold pop. <laughs> got yours. You know, they actually did a follow-up story about her recently. She's doing very well. Good. Yeah, from all of the publicity of that. So, good for Sweet Brown. Let me guess. You saw her on TikTok. I don't know. TikTok is my cigarette. When I, when I quit smoking and I need my brain to go numb, uh-huh. uh, you just reach for the TikTok. Absolutely. It works every you time. You light up the TikTok. 
every time because it is a fire in there, people. <laughs> Lord Jesus, it's a fire. It is a fire. It is, it is awful in there. The FIFA World Cup quarterfinals are on today. I know Misty will be tuned in for Croatia versus Brazil and the Netherlands versus Argentina. You know, I wonder often what the Croatians are doing with their days. So, mm-hmm. Go Argentina. We don't, we don't want the Dutch to win. Well, we don't? It, just because they beat the Americans? That's why. Okay. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you just had something against the Dutch in general. <laughs> Two things I can't, can't stand. can't do double Dutch. 2020 <laughs> uh, is on tonight. Lopez versus Lopez. Tomorrow the World Cup continues. Those quarterfinals tomorrow are Morocco versus Portugal and England versus France. Ooh. There you go. There's the rivalry. That'll be a good one, won't it? Uh, speaking to- of rivalries, you got the best rivalry tonight. Grayson County, Edmondson County. Cougars Wildcats tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer on CBS tomorrow night. And then uh, I think uh, Frosty is on and Frosty returns on. SNL, Steve Martin and Martin Short are the hosts. Brandy Carlisle, the guests, is the musical guest. Are you looking forward to that or just SNL? indifferent? Yeah, with, with Steve Martin and Martin Short? It'll be all right. It'll be, I would imagine, it'll be a real big throwback. You know, mm-hmm. it'll be... I didn't know if it was like you were really looking forward to it or anything. It just seems... I love Martin Short, but my favorite movie of his is Inner Space. Do you remember that movie? I do not. Oh my I gosh, can't. I'm when sorry. I think of When I think of uh, him, I just immediately think of Ed Grimley. I must say. Yeah. You know, when he was his oh, old no, skits when he was watch, on SNL. You got to watch Inner Space. I had somebody say to me the other day, uh, I don't even remember who it was, was telling me how wonderful the movie Best in Show was. And I was like... I know who you should meet, because <laughs> I know you're a big advocate of... I love Best in Show. We watch it one year like a, a spoonful of sugar. It's just a dose of medicine for your funny bone. Today's highlight in history of the state in 2014, U.S. Senate investigators concluded the United States had brutalized scores of terror suspects with interrogation tactics. In 1854, Alfred Lord Tennyson's famous poem, The Charge of the Light Brigade, was published. A Charlie Brown Christmas... The first animated TV special featuring the Peanuts was uh, premiered on CBS this date in 1965. Charles and Diana announced their separation this date in 1992. That's covered in season five of The Crown, by the way. Mm-hmm. Birthdays today. Actress Dame Judy Dench is 88. Bo Bridges is 81. Dick Butkus is 80. John Malkovich is 69. Donnie Osmond is 65. John Malkovich is funny. John Malkovich is funny, that, especially in that Christmas skit on SNL that he did where he was reading to the children, and it took a dark turn. Donny Osmond can draw social, full Social Security now. Lucky him. Felicity Huffman is 60. Jacob Dylan is 53. Jesse McAff is 44. Simon Halber, uh, Helberg is 42. Wallowitz, Howard Wallowitz. On He's how old? 42. That's all? Mm-hmm. I thought they were closer to my age. Well, you're close to that. Yeah, but I, I yeah, you're right. I am. Sorry, especially now in South Korea. <laughs> yeah, he's what? Especially if you're in South Korea. <laughs> How are you? Was, it, was he 44? And now he's 42. That's right. Is he that would be problem? 44, but so, thanks yes, to the South Koreans, he's 42. John Milton was born this date in 1608. Margaret Hamilton in 1902. She played the uh, Wicked Witch of the West on uh, Wizard of Oz. Okay. Kirk Douglas was born in 1916. Red Fox in 1922. Dick Van Patten in 1928. Sorry, no Johnny Mathis or Johnny Unitas. It's disappointing. It's okay. You did just show a lay of the Wizard of Oz, though, recently, didn't you? Yes. You know, I'll Get You My Pretty is probably one of the most quoted movie lines 
<laughs> you know? When well, you, you think about it. Well, and then right the, on the heels of that. Right at the top. top and 15. your little dog, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. You, I would say not it's in the you. top ten if you really think about I, it. I don't like, think we're in Kansas anymore. If she got royalties on every time someone said that. Mm, oh, yeah. She'd leave a nice she, She'd today. have a dollar or two. <laughs> Just from me. Mm-hmm. Okay, come on. Chart toppers, let's go to 1953. Les Paul and Mary Ford. You missed it, didn't you? <laughs> I need less of less in my life. <laughs> the reason you don't know this song. No, I know the song. It's just, um, you know, it's not a it's not a chart topper in my world. It's not on the driving playlist. It usually was it's being advertised during the commercial breaks of Little House on the Prairie in the afternoon. You know, like the yeah. best of Slim Whitman, that's, that's the best of why I know, yeah. Les Ford, or Les Paul and Mary Ford. Let's go to 1962, or let's try to go to 1962. Big the Four Seasons, don't Big Girls Don't Cry. Okay. Tell what, for a song that old, you got some good audio mixing on there. Mm-hmm. Especially oh, yeah. in headphones, you can hear it. Quadraphonic. Hey, why? I just 1971, Charlie Pride, number one. You've got to kiss an angel good morning And let her know you think about her when you're gone Kiss an angel good morning And love her like the devil when you get back home So clever. So clever with those lyrics back then. And then I had to play this one. 1980. No. Oh. At the top of the charts. Tears fill my eyes Ronnie when I Milsap. found out she wow. was gone. Smoky Mountain Rain. Oh, hot. Smoky Mountain Rain. <laughs> that was taped off of, um, you know, when Country Station played it and you were using your radio to record it. Sure. And then, but then what you had to do is you had to put your recorder up to your friend's recorder. Yes. And then play it across. You know, you could yep. even put the speaker next to the yep. microphone. Yeah, you had to get it just right. Uh, Billy Joel, We Didn't Start the Fire in 89. Oh, I love that song. Third Eye Blind Jumper. Misty. What? Last week, Sam thought that it was an Elton John song. I, it I'll was give you a, a pass. I'll yeah. give you a pass. He's too young to know. I know. To be able he's to too young to know. Alicia Keys, no one in 07. And closer to the Chainsmokers in 2016. Wasn't Billy Joel the only one to have an album that every song went number one on the album? I don't know. Maybe. That, that would be or that might have been research. Elton John. I don't know. No, it was Billy Joel because I was kind of shocked when I saw it. Yes, Sam, they are. They are. They Very are tricky like person. that. <laughs> they both have same person. Two, two names and it ends. They're yes. both equally bald, although uh-huh. one doesn't want you to know it. Uh, let's see. Uh, thanks for coming in on short notice. Thanks for having me. I back. doubt you'll be back before Christmas, but you'll come back soon. So, Merry Christmas, Merry and we Christmas. love you. We love you. It's good to see you. Uh, MB's Proloism for today says this. It is not happiness that makes us grateful, but gratefulness that makes us happy. It is not happiness that makes us grateful, but gratefulness that makes us happy. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here on Monday for another edition of our show. For Misty Thomas, for Sam Gormley, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.